0: Warning, the podcast you are about to listen to may have adult language and discuss adult themes not suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. If you
1: don't stay down
0: and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Baby, ooh day, it's championship week, oh, it's beautiful, I know that we're a day late, oh man, this hat is really jacked up, I can't believe that my parents let me wear this to the, the damn stock show, the hat's on, the glasses are on, um, Shiesty is... A god, apparently, is a snow god. He's king of the north I, for any Game of Thrones fans out there. This is the Far End of the Bench presented by Variety Sports Network, episode 124, Championship Week. Nico Bryant and Jimmy Pilato coming at you guys live uh here on a Thursday night. Nico, we're uh, by, battling through some adversity already. We had some scheduling issues, some scheduling snafus with myself coaching, and uh now we're here. What do you... What are we expecting from this championship the live edition I guess or our one live show for january
1: i'm ex- I'm expecting the uh, four best teams in football I'm uh, um, going at one another and absolutely giving us a hell of a Sunday. Sunday uh, showcase, that's what I'm expecting. I mean, everything thus far in the playoffs has been un- unbelievable. We, we, every story you, you, could, you could want, you've had thus far. And in my opinion, you have the four best teams left uh, um, in, the, in, in the conference finals. And what more can you ask than, than two super, super big games on Sunday?
0: I think that these are two, like you said, two of the best. We're also seeing the passing of the torch, which is something that a lot of people have been talking about for a few years now. Um, but it, it is kind of that next step where we're seeing Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and uh, Brock Purdy, who happens to be the youngest of them all. The guy that shouldn't be there, question mark? Should Should he know that he shouldn't be there, I guess, is is the question. You always got to wonder that with these these young guys. We're, we have a lot to get to. I think we're going to figure out how do you want to split this? Do you want to do recaps of AFC and NFC first, you want to do afc and plus the the prediction for next week and then do nfc later on in the show i think that this is all we're going to be talking about because it's the biggest biggest sports story of the week i know the the abs just made a trade but i still got to listen to tell it as it is before i can talk about that so uh there wasn't anything else that we were going to get into, into right
1: yeah, unless we want to talk talk about the coaching the coaching carousel at the end of it, but but that's probably the only thing. It's
0: actually kind of a light carousel. Did you realize there's only four job openings right now?
1: Yeah, one of them already got taken up. It's 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 a very very light carousel. A lot of people are saying he says she says right now. There's not really many reports um, going out. Of who's going to go where? It's kind of like, uh, well, this guy thinks that he. He flew into Arizona during this time. This guy was in Denver during this day, so he's a front runner. So it's it's basically he said she said right now in terms of the coaching carousel. So.
0: Yeah, there's a we're gonna have plenty of time to talk about all that. I'm gonna take. I think the hat looks stupid, so I'm taking the hat off. I'm still channel, channeling my inner Joe Shiesty. Um let's go ahead. We'll do AFC. We'll do recaps first for both games. So AFC divisional round. Um, starting with the game Saturday and a team that you know very well, a team that I've come to know very well because this is like the fourth time that we've played in the last two calendar years against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think the third time that we played them in Arrowhead and second time in an AFC championship game, two years in a row. The last time that happened was the 2011-2012 season with the, the Ravens and the Patriots. So, <clears throat> but, the, but before to get there, the Chiefs had to get through the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Jaguars almost got what every team, not that you root for injury, but every team that plays against Patrick Mahomes knows that one of the easiest ways to beat a Patrick Mahomes-led team is to have him hurt and not be able to go back out there on the field. Uh,
1: it's, it's not necessarily hurt. It's more humanized, to humanize him.
0: Yeah, it's the Rocky IV, The he, You cut him. He's not a machine.
1: You, you He's have, a man. You have to make him, like, like, be a normal quarterback. That's the only way that the Jaguars are going to beat, that, beat them in that game. And, look, Jaguars had their chances. They had a 10-and-a-half spread. They had a chance at the end, technically, with the onside kick, to make it interesting. And – um, they were never out of that game at all, in my opinion. And look, if you don't give a ninety-eight, ninety-eight yard touchdown drive to a quarterback that you drafted ten years ago, you may be, you may be a one, you may be a field goal away from winning that football game. Who knows? But you instead, your defense falls apart, and the one chance it gets without Mahomes on the field, and the Chiefs and Andy Reid especially, Andy Reid shows why he's one of the he's one of the best coaches of this generation, and just just puts on a full. Uh, um, flat out display of, of athleticism and, and creativity that the, the the Jaguars just had no no chance at all of beating.
0: And Travis Kelsey going off for two, 200 plus yards and two touchdowns. Doesn't hurt anything. The Kelsey brothers talk about a family that had a hell of a weekend. We'll get to, to Jason when we talk about the next game from Saturday night. Uh, I didn't necessarily get to watch this game live. So having to go back and watch the highlights, uh, the fact that Mahomes, one, seeing a guy that is injured, you can tell, like, that hurt. He was in a lot of pain. That wasn't going to be a comfortable comfortable finish for him. And he's still able to come out on the other side of things and, and play and, and win that game. That was big for him. But it also proved that, you know, anything is possible in these playoffs. But when you're able to rely on a coach like Andy Reid and when Darren came on for the pregame show for, for Life from the Jungle, that's what he was talking about on, on the Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports podcast over on, on Variety Sports. If he would have won a couple more Super Bowls, are we talking about Andy Reid as a better coach than Bill Belichick? I think even without Super Bowls now, you got to start thinking about that very real possibility. I mean, when you can say that your team is 14 and two or whatever he is all time coming off of a bye week, that means that you're a coach that knows how to prep and like gets your guys ready to go. And he proved it again this weekend. I think him and Kyle Shanahan right now. I'm not willing to say Zach Taylor because the Bengals are a different animal entirely, but Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan are the two coaches that can take any quarterback put them in your system and we're ready to rock and roll. Anything is possible, apparently. And Chad Henney with a big old lip in his mouth, probably because that those are stories out of Jacksonville and the other places that he has been. He, he led that team.
1: He got it done when he needed. You you said it perfectly. Anything is possible. Look, it's, we want to say Andy Reid can do whatever he wants with any quarterback, but you add his creativity with the most talented quarterback we've seen come out of the game of football in a long time. We, like we like Mahomes does things that Andy Reid's even like. Holy fuck, I didn't even think of that. It's so like he, he he creates yeah. he creates these plays and creates these, creates these things for Mahomes to these uh, these chances for Mahomes to do these incredible things. Mahomes just makes it his own and and that's what makes them that's what has made them the uh five five straight a f c west championships that's what made it five straight um um a f c championship games uh, we this this team like i said that's andy reed has just done an absolutely marvelous job with this team there's a reason why the likes of the and and uh i can't remember the other defensive coach i think it's sperano or Sp-
0: uh, i think Sperano? Yeah, Tony Tony Sperano. I
1: don't know, know, whatever. Yeah. There's a reason why these two guys don't get a lot of. Uh, um, rub when it comes to when it comes to head coaching cycle, it's because they know Andy Reid is the mind behind everything. Yeah, you know, he jokes around with the cheeseburgers and, and, and going to Hawaii and and, and eating bratwurst in Germany. Like it, it's he,
0: do, do you think he really? I think he really draws mustaches on his players' faces. I think he'd be the kind
1: a, of. I think there is a very good chance that that is a possibility. But no, I I, I cannot commend enough. How, look, Andy Reid has been the best coach in football. I want to say the last five, six years. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a doubt. They don't give him the award uh, for coach of the year because his team has the, one of the greatest talented quarterback of all time, one of the greatest tight ends of all time, and, and one of the greatest teams teams of this century, especially. So Andy Reid, like I said, Andy Reid, he only has one Super Bowl. That's, that's the weird thing, right? You never won one with the Eagles. Uh, um, back when he was the coach there, they had a lot of successful years. And right now, so far, He's just chasing that second one, and, and yeah, he has one, one a huge test coming up this weekend, which we'll talk about a little bit. But Andy Reid needs another one to cement his legacy as one of the top ten coaches of all time, which I think talent wise he could very well be. Um, right now, successful coaches when it comes to regular season play, and and, and and right now postseason play, he can't win the big one outside the one time he's been able to. Right, so so that's that's the question mark is all this talent that Kansas City has one championship to show for will be a will be a disaster will be a will be a uh, um a a dynasty waste yeah, was-
0: Packers situation uh Cowboys like yeah i i think that there's that possibility but i don't know i think it's really impressive when you can look at Andy Reid and go with two two separate teams in two different conferences you hold a four year streak of going to the championship game and now a five year streak of going to the championship game, and you've hosted it all those years, so you've been the higher seed. It's not like you're backing into the playoffs and and surprising everybody. And we all know that the Chiefs were going to be here; like that was the roadmap to get to the the Super Bowl. We had the three teams the 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 I guess people were saying the Bengals. I don't know. There was a lot of people that said they weren't going to be able to repeat their performance, but you had the Chiefs, you had the Bills. You had the Eagles initially early on in the season that all looked like they could be contenders and be able to put themselves in positions to, to be in, in championship games. And now you're 60 minutes away, like four good, four 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 good quarters of football. And you can be playing for the best, best prize in the sport. The thing that everybody covets that you're all working towards no one, two, three Cabo. No, we're going to get in and, and get on and get out. And that's why you, we saw Patrick Mahomes do what he did and have the guts that he showed to come back with that injury. Uh, I'm really trying to heap as much praise on him for like all the good karma that I can muster. Cause I feel like I'm going to need it. Um, I am still like, they still scare me. I'm not going to lie. There is, there is no cakewalk. There is no cakewalk. We're three and zero against them in our last three, but I think it's by a total of nine points that we've beaten them. It's a field goal every single time. So there's, by no means is is that game going to be easy, but I think it's not going to be easy for both sides. So I think that's one of my positives that I'm going to take away, is that I think both teams are going to feel each other. And I think there was a lot of body blows delivered in this one too. And when you identify Isaiah Pacheco now as a guy who can come in and bring that little bit of toughness and, and have some run with him, they haven't been a physical football team. And, they, and they've shied away. That's why they lost the Super Bowl against the Buccaneers, was they wouldn't go to the running game. Isaiah Pacheco – showed up this past weekend, like helped him out in a good way. If if he wasn't there, I don't know if they're able to hold down that drive, if, if Chad Henney's able to keep them going right. So there's a lot of different different ways to look at this thing. It's good what what happened. It's good that you were able to figure things out and still come away with the win. I think it shows a lot about the Jaguars, and I think we deserve to give them a little bit of time on here too Doug Peterson seems to have flipped that culture. Now you get to look directly at the offseason, and I think it's no surprise, like, that team needs a receiver. You have Christian Kirk. You need a, a dynamic weapon to pair with your dynamic young quarterback who's now proven that he can do this thing and, like, has a lot of promise. And, and if he can find the right guys around him, he could be a, a killer for you. He could be a killer out there in Jacksonville.
1: And I think that name is Colin Ridley. He, he's, he's, he's a person that's on team currently. Yes, he has a suspension. Yes, he has to get reinstated. But I think this defense could get bolstered so much. You have, you have a lot of young, uh, um, um, young interesting pieces on the defense, and you keep bolstering that up in the draft and doing different things with that. I think this team could get very, very good. Um, do I think Calvin Ridley is a right away number one guy? No, I think he, he's a really good number two. Uh, um, but but like I said, Ridley had a aging Matt Ryan. <laughs> For, and look what Matt Ryan has done this year. And, and look at the different things he's done the last couple of years, right? So get him with a young quarterback that's hungry and things may change. But um, I, I do agree with you. I think they are still a, a number one away. And I think Ridley is going to be that guy for the moment next year. Um, I think that this upcoming year, you can easily bolster that defense and make it even more dynamic to mm. face teams like J- the Chiefs, to face the Bengals, face the Bills and company, where you can get some DBs to, to match the Kelsey's chases and Stephon Diggs of the world, or try to at least. Um, and I think that should be their goal this offseason, because um, for the most part, I, I think that they, they have a lot of room for improvement on defense side of the ball. Well,
0: then this is the, the question that I'll pose to you. And if, if you're watching live, you guys can chime in as well in, in the chat or in the comments. But what are the expectations now in Jacksonville? Because they outdid their expectations this year. Everybody did not. Nobody expected this. So all of that was gravy. Like Congratulations. You won a home playoff game. You had to win almost all the rest of your games down the stretch of the season and and beat a team in week 18, a division rival. And you, you did it. I think your division is pretty much wide open. I, I, there's no no team that really stands out in the AFC South that's really going to be taking a, a step forward. So what are the expectations for the Jaguars? Is it a division championship and hosting another playoff game? Is it getting to the playoffs? Is it going further than the, the, the divisional round because you finally get a weapon to pair with Trevor Lawrence? I mean, what, what do you think?
1: I think the expectation has to be a host of home playoff game, right? You look at your division – Texas obviously has the first overall pick on head coach search, and they could be drafting Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or Will Levis in, in a month or two. Um, you look at you look at the the Titans. Who knows what the Titans are anymore, right? You don't know if Tannehill is going to be the guy. You don't know if Malik Wilson is going to be the guy. That defense is going to lose pieces, and that team could be very very much depleted um, coming forward. And then obviously the Colts. Who have more question marks than anyone in this division, and they're in the division with the Texans. So, so and and so you have to your expectation is to win your division. And beyond that, you want to you want to win a home playoff game, right? You want to win a home playoff game, set yourself up in a position where you get to host a, a, a first round matchup at home and, and come into Duval where it was a tough place to play. Ask Justin Herbert and company. And, and 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 win a win a game like that, and then set yourself up, up in a position where you could compete with these with these dogs in the AFC that that isn't going to get much easier, right? But you have a guy now. You have a guy now. You look at the AFC. If you don't have a guy, you ain't going to be anywhere, right? The top, the final yeah. four: Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, and um, fucking oh Trevor Trevor Lawrence, Joe Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen were the final four in that AFC. And if you don't have a dude, you're not going to be in that, in, in that, in that conference period, plain and simple. And the Jaguars, you do have that, you do have that guy. So now you just got to build upon that.
0: Yeah. I think that they've, that proving that they have the quarterback was a big step. And now you have Travis Etienne out of the backfield. It's really just lacking. I mean, you, you lack some on defense, but your defense has a mentality that you can go with. And Rayshon Jenkins looks like he can be a leader on that side of the ball. So, getting a dynamic weapon, like look what, T, look what Jamar Chase did for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was doing good in his rookie season. He obviously got hurt, so we don't know how he would have finished, but he seemed to be turning things around. But as soon as Jamar Chase comes in and T. Higgins emerges himself as another just absolute X-factor weapon, uh, that was when his his really development took off. Like when you have the guys that are able to beat and make plus plays for you, because that's really what it is. If you don't have that dynamic receiver – Trevor Lawrence can't make a mistake and it still be a, a really good outcome. You get a mistake and it's probably going to get tipped and it's probably going to get intercepted. If you have those dynamic receivers that go out there and make plays. I think that makes a huge difference for a quarterbacks playing a quarterback's confidence.
1: I, I absolutely agree upon that. But if you look at what Doug Pearson had his success – Philadelphia would have had Nick Foles and the best defense in football and that's how they got to a point where they were so so and 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 I because I think I think Doug Peterson can work with Trevor Lawrence to make the most of what he has you have a dynamic running back you'll have you'll have two or three good receivers and maybe they, they aren't number ones on most teams but they're very solid receivers and, and you just get a really really good defense and that can match up with anybody and then you have real shots um but, but like I said This team, not far, not far away at all.
0: Well, the Chiefs come away, uh, escape from Arrowhead. I'm not going to call it the other name because I don't want to give myself any bad karma. Escape from Arrowhead, Patrick Mahomes now nursing a high ankle sprain. Basically, the talk of the town is, will he play? Everybody expects him to play, but how well is he going to be able to play? And will it affect his game and and the way that he wants that game to go? But the Chiefs do get the win, 27-20 in Kansas City. They move on through Duvall. And then the Sunday or Saturday night game, my tournament was over. I turned this on on the radio. I turned on the Eagles broadcast. The Eagles radio announcer was ripping the Giants based on the fact that their nickname was the Big Blue, but they have more red in their uniform. I was like, oh, if they're worried about – the Eagles have all the confidence in the world. Well, this is going to be a bloodbath. If that's what the the radio announcer is like, there's no tension here. There's no, if we lose, we're going to be done. It was almost a foregone conclusion that the Eagles were going to do whatever they wanted to the Giants, and that is what happened. There was no making it close. This is the NFL equivalent of what we saw in the national championship.
1: And, and I'll say it, Jimmy. I'll be the one to say it. How overrated were the fucking Vikings? And this, oh, I tweeted that. I got in a lot of trouble for it. So to lose to this team, I mean, my God. Um, but first of all, look, you can't take away from, from what Sirianni has done with this team. This team is, is like I said last week, embarked to their horn. I'll toot it some more. They play the football that, that that won them a Super Bowl with Doug Peterson four or five years ago or however long it was ago. They play good, hard defense. You have a damn good offensive line, one of the best offensive lines in football, if not the best. and And going forward, you you have weapons to go around an MVP-type caliber quarterback. And they just did whatever they want. They decided in the red zones to say, you know what, Miles Sanders – you you are pretty good, you know. This year, Boston Scott, you played for the Giants. Why are you fucking uh, fucking running in against running against the team that cut you to, to, to rub salt on the wound here? Let, let's make this as embarrassing as possible, and, and and just make sure that the Giants remember what happened here in Philadelphia. And I think those fans, first of all, had to get escorted to the bathroom, but those Giants fans did not enjoy their experience in Philadelphia. Like, no, and I'll say it, like
0: not many other people. Nobody really, yeah, going into the link. And I think that's, when we get to the NFC Championship game, and I know we're giving away bits of our prediction left and right, that's going to be something incredible. If Brock Purdy overcomes an, a road game, in a championship road game in the link, oh, yeah, they're already greasing the polls. Like, they are, those guys are already going to be doing some wild shit. Like, Philadelphia knows what what what's going on. They're, they're going to be ready. But, yeah, they are – the Giants did overperform too. I think that's the crazy thing about these games on Saturday. The teams that that were not supposed to be there, the road teams, they both overperformed. So what can you really say? Like, yeah, you did get absolutely beaten to sh- beaten a pole. They put you up and down the field. They basically, like, humped you up and down the field. They did whatever they wanted. And that offensive, <laughs> that offensive line, Jason Kelsey had a one-arm pancake. I've never seen that at the NFL level. I've seen that like dudes that we played with in high school that were better than the other kids, like more developed early on. I've seen that happen, but never to a professional athlete. And man, this Eagles team is, is pretty, pretty scary. I know that the the 49ers have some, some stuff and some reasons to be excited there. There's, you know, they're, in this this spot for a reason we're going to talk about their game here in a second but the eagles kind of went out there and and not only did they prove a point to the giants they kind of tried to prove a point to the rest of the teams over there like you guys said we were faltering down the stretch okay okay keep that same energy please
1: we're we're still here i i mean look this like I said, this Eagles team, the, the, the big question marks will be their decision-making at the end of the game. When you get to a close game in the playoffs, how will Jalen Hurts come up? How will this defense hold? Um, can, can, can we trust Jalen Hurts in the big-time moments? The go-off basis college experience, I'll say yes to that uh, um, question. But, but playing in the NFL and a big-time playoffs against, against another team that's just as good defensively, if not better than you are. Um, upcoming this weekend. Like it's it's going to be a tough test. And, and right now, the Eagles, you have to like what they've seen and blowing a team out like this. They have a similar performance this weekend. It's hard to think that they can't be the favorites walking into Super Bowl Sunday in, in Arizona.
0: Yeah, they are looking like that's going to be their their trajectory uh nick sirianni as much as shit as some people on this show might have given him <clears throat> initially yeah i know yeah i'm gonna soak it in rocky is, is you know back there it's i always forget where i'm supposed to point back there the, the eagles are flying and uh did you see the thing about kelsey's daughter uh she yeah, was singing the eagles fight song it's cool. a cult like it, philadelphia sports is a cult we know that right uh, we can all just agree on that uh the Giants, though, they're gonna have to. They need to re-sign or make sure they bring back Saquon. I would assume they're gonna work out some type of a deal to keep Daniel Jones in New York for a long time because what else has he? What else does he need to show you that he can be your guy for a few seasons and you can try and build around him? Because you weren't able to do that. Like you were showing up with part partially filled rosters because you didn't have enough money to pay if you brought 53 on the road. Like they were strapped for cash this season. So, what has he done to not show you, like, yeah, he's developed already? What if we get him some weapons and keep Saquon in the backfield for him and let's make this team better? Can't, can't, why can't Daniel Jones get us to that point? You can't tell me that Brock Purdy is like that much better than Daniel Jones.
1: No, I he's know that not, he's one, but. but, but I'll, but I'll tell you who is Lamar Jackson. And, and, and I'll tell you a couple other names. There's a lot of names out there that, that could hit the market that, that teams are like, eh. Can I can I do this with with Daniel Jones or can I upgrade? Because you're not going to be drafting quarterback. You're riding with Daniel Jones unless unless you can take a bigger swing on a bigger fish and you know you can get them. That. That's the question mark. You have to be able to know. You can't swing and a miss on a guy and let Daniel Jones walk. Both both him and Saquon are guys that are, that you have to sign this year, and you're probably going to have to franchise Saquon because Saquon. Whether you like her or not, Saquon is going to be the hottest free agent in football this summer. And, and if NFL free agency has shown us anything the last couple of years. It's it's turning into the NBA free agency very, very quickly. And, and, and if Saquon gets a chance to jump ship to a good team, he very well might do that. So you have to make sure he stays in your football team and then you go from there for, for Dayon Jones. But like we've been saying all year, Jimmy, we couldn't name a single Giants receiver all season until, until they won a playoff game. This team needs weapons right now. That's exactly what the Eagles did. They loaded the box on Saquon. side. Dan Jones, please try and beat us. One-on-receive, one-on-one receivers. Please try to beat James Bradbury, who you cut eight months ago, or go try to beat Darius Slay, who's an All-Pro, uh, former All-Pro DB. You're not going to be able to do that with Darius Slay and and and, and if, uh, insert name here. Like, like you're not going to be able to do that. So you better figure out that if, you, if you're going to stick with Dan Jones, or else. Look, in a good division, a very, very good division, you may find yourself on the way out next year or on, on, on the outside looking in.
0: With insert name here. That's cold. That's – it's a good one. Yeah, that is kind of – no, uh, Isaiah Hodgins is, like, the only one that I got, and that's because he's the fastest guy on the roster. And I know that because Fox, like, would not let you leave last Saturday without telling you Isaiah Hodgins is the fastest guy on the team. That's – that was what they had. uh. You want to make – actually, no, let's just keep going here. The first game Sunday, everybody knew that I was stressed. I was stressed for, like, about a quarter and a half, quarter and a half. When we got the – we got 17, I was like, we're pretty good. Like, our defense is playing well enough. We might be able to put this thing away. And our offense looks like we're going to be able to score some points. I I don't know. I tweeted it at the time. I don't know. It was definitely an overreaction. But in your opinion, that – touchdown that was taken off the board from t higgins was that a or jamar chase was that a a touchdown i think it was a touchdown because he knocked the ball out after he had already fallen out of bounds so the play should have been over and done with he kept possession all the way into the ground and then milano had his hand in there and pulled the ball i I I think it was a touchdown
1: Jimmy, I don't know what the rules are anymore, and I don't think the NFL does anymore. It's, it's, it's whose line is it anyways, where, where the points don't matter, the rules are made up as it goes. Like you, you have no idea how, how things are getting ruled these days. Catches that should be catches, clear catches are, are, are proved wrong. Catches that the guy completely dropped, and you can see it the ground uh um get called as a catch you don't know anymore Pass inferences you you can't look at a quarterback wrong or else it's 15 yards the other way so so like i i don't know i i, I thought it was less I, I agree i'm not as I, I thought it was but in reality at least it just didn't matter right <laughs> at that, least- that was the only uh, really
0: good thing that's yeah. the only reason why we didn't have any kind of stink going forward because like yeah it, it didn't matter mm-hmm. They were celebrating the fact that we only went up by 10 at that point because we were about to go up 20, 21. They – I don't know what – it. I mean, I do know what it was, and it kind of goes for all four of the games, but we we say it pretty often. The team that wins in the playoffs, like when the Broncos were winning in the playoffs and made it to their last Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50, their offensive line was dominating the line of scrimmage, their defensive line, we all knew about that defense. Like they were on point – when you can win in the trenches and win consistently in the trenches to like the tune of let's say 170 yards rushing and 5 yards a carry it doesn't matter what they have on the other side it doesn't matter that they tried to use the karma card and have Demar Hamlin in the stadium which I was hoping DeMar. and praying to god wouldn't happen
1: I, um, I know
0: you're I I'm reading the complete entire dossier I'm, I'm reading the 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 complete dossier of conspiracy theories so uh, they're gonna have to release a new updated edition and, and put the Demar Hamlin in. That's so weird that that's something that people are arguing about on the internet. Like, what what else do you have to do in your day? You're just Dude, gonna sit there.
1: Good morning, America. I, I was like, what the fuck are we doing here, guys? Look, look, look. Josh Allen said it on a podcast later this week with I think it was Kyle Brant or something that Demar was in the locker room with them and 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 before the game. So either A that wasn't him or B he was somewhere else in the building, but. Look, it, 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 first of all, it, with, you would have loved to see a lot more uh, um, a lot more juice, a lot more things happen. Maybe it was because it was cold, and, and, and him moving around like that, first of all, is, is as, is as a, much of a miracle as it is in general. So it doesn't really matter. Seeing him there is already a big lift, not only to the to the Bills, but also to the Bengals. Seeing a guy that they also saw on the field, uh, um, basically down on the field, is, is a big – Big, big moment for them as well to bring their hopes up as well because you can obviously you can obviously see that last week maybe was a was a week the last couple weeks the Bengals were a little bit like shit. We still saw this a week ago, so, still saw this two weeks ago. Yeah, and so, they hadn't seen necessarily we, correct. Exactly, it shaped everyone up and seeing the guy out there was was a boost of energy for the whole stadium, both sides of both teams. Uh, um, absolutely. So, but going back to this football game, what? what what made, what made me so astonished right away was Josh Allen touched the, touched the field for three plays, three and out, on the second drive of the game. The next time he was on the field, he was down 14-0, just like that. That's how you put a stamp on a road football game, right there, right? You go into a building where it's snowing, where you're the underdogs, where you're placing a team that a lot of people, including myself, picked them to win the Super Bowl. You do that, you come out right away pop them in the mouth. That sets the tone right there. You Once you go out 14-0, you can play at your own pace. You can run the ball at your pace. You can run the ball down their throat and do whatever you want. When you jump that lead, it sets the tone for the whole team. Your defense can piggyback off, off of what the offense is doing, and your offense cannot do, doesn't have to do anything stupid. Just be smart with the football in the snow, which a lot of teams don't do, and the Bengals did it perfectly and flawlessly. I,
0: yeah, they had the game plan. They followed their script, and then they were able to adjust because there were a couple of – I think that second touchdown drive – the first one was surgical. And, I mean, Joe Burrow was on point all day. He was he was in that other place where we know Joe Burrow can get to. We saw it in the national championship game. We saw it in the semifinal game where he had that Heisman moment. Like, he, he can enter the zone, and and that was as good of a performance as they've had since that Atlanta game where Joe Mixon had five touchdowns. And I think Joe Mixon had a lot to do with today or, or Sunday's success, too, because he had 105 yards, like – I've been saying it for a couple of years. The dude's a back to back thousand yard season guy, back to back to back thousand yard season guy from scrimmage. He's just as dynamic as these other running backs that we're seeing in Miles Sanders and Christian McCaffrey. Now, he's not maybe as quite as athletic, but he can do just as much. He can maybe run between the tackles a little bit better, and he's breaking them. Like that was the thing about last year's playoff run. He never fell backwards. He was always hitting the pile and he was falling forward. And now he has an offensive line and this backup offensive line deserves so much credit. I didn't find that clip. Like I told you, I was going to, but God damn, if you can think back, like I was, I, I got cursed out on Twitter because I said that this guy, I, I, I called out one of their like third string offensive linemen who had got cut two weeks before that. He was the one who gave up the sack that hurt Burrow. And he, he, he told me I was cut three weeks ago, dumbass. Okay. Okay. I was wrong, but it was still, awful and then having to sit there last year and hear about oh you got sacked 10 times there's no way you should have been in that game but you got lucky like the titans blew it you can't i had a kid come into my classroom this week and tried to say that the refs gave this thing to the bills i was like how many points did the referees score they didn't score any yeah. the bengal scored 27
1: i i mean i mean look I'll, I'll talk about the bills offense here in a second but no lyle collins no Jonah williams no, Alex Kappa, you told me that before 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 the postseason started, and I think the Bengals are a first round exit, and you probably almost probably would agree. Like it'd be it'd be if you faced the wrong team, you'd be like, shit. How how many times is Bro going to be laid on his back? And those backups came in, and I don't know their names. I'll be i raise my hand. I don't know their names. Max well, they Sharping,
0: Cordell Volson, and um, and Jackson Carmen.
1: Exactly. It doesn't matter what your name is. As the rock once said, you came in, you fall the fuck out. So it did not matter. And, and to do that on that big of a stage and to dominate like that, look, you got to do it again. You absolutely got to do it again. You're, you're facing the, the number one defense line in football and, and people are like, Mika, why are you saying that? Well, number one team of sacks this year statistically is the, is the Kansas city chiefs, Chris Jones, and company, and Frank Clark in the middle is going to be a lot different than what you see saw in Buffalo. Absolutely. So it's going to be a much, much tougher challenge. But you cannot, cannot say what how, how much the, these backups came in and balled out. They did everything they could. And on the flip side, well, the Bills' offensive line just completely just fucking drowned. Uh, um, Josh Allen. Josh Allen was drenched drenched, and Snell could barely get a look off. And then on top of that, having Trey Hendrickson. Breathing down your back every oh, damn day. Oh yeah. And
0: I'm going to say this I'm going to give this guy credit too. Eli Apple's probably the best slot corner in the NFL. I, I'm not
1: going to give him his Not credit. Eli
0: Apple. Not Eli Apple. I'm sorry. That's I'm right. sorry. Mike Hilton. That's who I'm talking about. Oh that's my that's, goodness. That was a bad for Slip. No, no, I don't like Eli Apple. I don't we'll stand behind Eli Apple. Mike Hilton, yes. who we picked up from Pittsburgh. Thank you very much. That's the only good thing you've ever done in my life, Pittsburgh. You've given me Mike Hilton. He's the leader in that secondary. There were times he was hitting Josh Allen. Like, he, the, the one time he just dove his whole body weight, and he said he was mic'd up on the sidelines. He goes, I'm going to go put 185 on him. I was like, what, is, what does that mean? Oh, shit. Oh, that was... That's so what that means. My,
1: my it, Kilton, Mike Hilton was an absolute ball hawk and, and and just absolutely balling in this. And and Josh Allen did not have time to go get the ball of Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs leaving the locker room before. Uh, the yeah, that was a bad did. scene. There, there's 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 a lot of question marks. Maybe the Bills' window has has come and gone. Seriously, you have to pay Josh Allen. You're gonna have to. And, and, and right now, the Bengals are are reaping the benefits of being on Joe Pearl's and Jamar Chase's rookie contracts. And right now, the Bills, Ante Higgins, Ante Higgins, and you're going to have to give Josh Allen a paycheck here soon. And, and he is going to be demanding money more than more than anyone in the NFL can see. will okay. Tomorrow, and so will so everyone else. But right yeah. now, you have well, squandered that.
0: Then let's let's have this conversation because it's it's warranted. Two years ago, AFC championship, the Bills lose to the Chiefs. Last year, divisional round, great game, Bills lose to the Chiefs. This year, Josh Allen loses in the divisional round. You never even sniff. Like you never you it was it was close score wise, but neither there was a different energy coming off of both sidelines. It never really felt all that close. That's three years in a row where you come into the season as the Super Bowl favorite and the the team
1: that everyone as a consensus has said oh, you are years in a row, I say two at most. I would not say three years ago. They they were it was still the Chiefs in the AFC. But you
0: still haven't done what what people have said you you were able to do. Like Josh Allen hasn't gotten to he's he's gone and balled in big games. He did not play well this past weekend, but last year and the year before he played good. He was trying to win. But they just never have it's always I, I mean we know what it is. We said it. It's the running game. This year you your defense suffered maybe going with a giant contract of Von Miller instead of trying to find a couple complimentary guys with less money that you're tied up into.
1: I mean, look, they didn't have Michael Hyde. Jordan Poyer is gonna walk to free agency and Zamar Hamlin, obviously that situation, you can't control that. But there's there's three guys on your back end you're like. What are we doing here, right? Like, Tradavius White had an off here, and this, this secondary and the running game was the death of this team. Two things that all four of the remaining teams have, that, 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 or the remaining teams left have. Is, is a good running game and, and, a, and, a, and a DBs that you can rely on. Obviously, there's a couple say that are weaker than the others in these Final Four, but the Bills just did not have that. And you lose Vaughn Miller to that injury. I cannot downplay how much that probably hurt them because you had no pass rush. You had a little bit, but it was nothing to to make Joe Burrow sweat. And, and, and your DBs were just getting cooked in the snow. And Buffalo is supposed to be the place where – They know how to play in the snow. No one else does. Well, Cincinnati's just as cold, if not colder, this time of the year. So, 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 look in those situations, it's a reality check, right? It is absolutely a reality check. And the Bills, you got, you got to maximize this opportunity and, and try to retool.
0: Maddie, true, baby. They, they had a lot to prove, and they wanted to win this game not only because they wanted to get back to the AFC Championship for a chance to play in the Super Bowl, but they were pissed off about this whole NFL buying neutral site tickets for Buffalo and, and Kansas city one, because why don't we get a neutral site game? Like we had just, we had the same exact record as the bills. We missed out on the same exact game as the bills. Why don't we get a neutral site game for the AFC I, championship? Cause sure. we very easily could have been number one seed. We had the tiebreaker over the chiefs.
1: I'm pretty sure the bills still had the one game uh, uh, in hand. They still had one more win and that's why they are on the two seed in regards to that. Um, and, and, and obviously that's the change here. But look, the Bengals did the league, of, the fans a justice. Yeah. Because the last thing we want is semifinals at fucking neutral sites. What is this? College football? Because because you could this situation where Buffalo and Kansas City went to Atlanta, you, we could have we could have seen things go crazy, Jimmy. We could have seen conference championships at all neutral sites, right? You we could see uh, um all indoor stadiums outdoor football could be gone as as, as far as we know it there there's a re- the lot la- Jimmy can you name the last time there was an outdoor super bowl i know which one it is do you know it was the broncos it was the broncos with san francisco and the time before that was the broncos versus seattle which was 20 degrees in new york city There's a reason why they don't, they don't play is those that's why
0: manning ramirez snapped it over Peyton
1: manning's head and that's why it was that cuz it was that cold that's why but either either <laughs> way, like it, it, the outdoor games are, uh, especially playoff football, add so much to it. The snow and, buff- and and Buffalo for this game added to 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 the aura of this game and added to the hype of this. Putting a, a putting two teams that are fucking west of the Mississippi or not? No, not west of the Mississippi. Mississippi. East. Whatever. North, northern, northern Northeast
0: states. East of the Mississippi, Nico. Northeast. Northeast.
1: Northeast of the Mississippi I don't know geography at least you do. I do
0: I'm a geography teacher here
1: northeast of, of Mississippi to go down and play in Atlanta in a stadium that first of all doesn't deserve it what are we doing here like 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 they saved us from that and, and I really hope the NFL doesn't get fucking comfortable in, in this idea that this should happen because it absolutely shouldn't and, and, and I'm just glad that 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 we I said it last week I don't care how we got it. I just did not want a neutral set game, and we got it, luckily. We, we, we have a whole game, and if you are the best team in football – or, sorry, the best team in your conference, you should all host the conference championship football game. playing simple. This is not college football. This is not college football. This is much more, and this is much more on the line. I don't care that a neutral site would have gave us an all-time matchup versus Josh Allen and Ash Holmes in a dome where it's warm inside there. I care more about gritty football and, my, and, and what makes the sport of where it was, and that's outdoors in the cold with fans screaming down your back in an outdoor stadium, and that's what we have with the AFC Championship.
0: Yeah, I think it's two teams that are going to show a lot of toughness, and they really both want to beat each other badly. They, The Bengals want to get back because they know what it's like to get there. The Chiefs have been there, and they know what it's like to get beaten by the Bengals there. So we'll, we'll have plenty of, of look ahead to that game. But first, Sunday, the weekend, the capper for the weekend, which ended up being probably the most boring game, even though it was, it was close. It was a defensive struggle. Uh, I think two things – one, we saw that Brock Purdy, yeah, he's winning, and that's really all you care about. It doesn't always have to be pretty. They don't ask how. They just ask how many. And he is undefeated. He's got all the weapons in the world. It's probably the best roster, most deep roster at every single position that you can go down, like every single important position. And their defense, Fred Warner is the best linebacker in football. He's he's absolutely that this year. And I, that's coming from a guy with two linebackers that are pretty good on his team. I know that there's – no comparison. That that guy is is a beast. He's different.
1: And I'll say it's it's Patrick Wilson, Navarro Bowman, all over game with, 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 with uh Fred Warner and and Dre Greenlaw. Dre Greenlaw would be a hell of a middle linebacker, number one middle linebacker on a lot of teams. And he honestly may get paid like that when he becomes a free agent. But right now, that one two punch is, is, is similar to what we saw two years ago with Tampa Bay, but with David and with Devon, or, or Devin White, yeah, Devin White, with Devin White and, and Levante David. It is as, as applicable as that. And these two guys in the middle just absolutely ball on. And you said it, Jimmy. Pair, pair this hell of a defense and pair that with, with an offense that doesn't, that a quarterback doesn't have to do much. Playing simple, Koshin does not have to do much. You face a tough defense in the Cowboys, one of the best in football. Cowboys and and the 49ers, two defensive juggernauts this season with the Eagles and with some of these other teams, and they come out there and just win the defensive battle a close game. That's exactly what you want, right? Your defense comes up for you at the end of the game. You have Nick Boza rushing the passer. You have the ball hawks in the back just banging the balls down, making life hell on Dak Prescott. Where – you, 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 we'll get to the final play here in a minute. But you make life living out for every single person on that football field for the Cowboys. And, and, and right now, the Cowboys just got suffocated. There's a lot of question marks for this Cowboys team. And the 49ers have all them, have all the answers to them. And, and, and right now, I, I, it's hard to think that if, if this 49ers team didn't have – I don't know, I'll say it, the Kirk Cousins of sorts, that this team wouldn't wouldn't walk away with the Super Bowl because right now the question marks are still at quarterback because, cause, cause, look, Birdie played good enough. But at some point, good enough is not going to be good, good to get you the win. And we all know that,
0: I mean, Kyle Shanahan has a history of not trusting his quarterbacks in these big situations. I think that's what cost him against the Chiefs with Garoppolo. I don't think he trusted him and, and put him in a bad spot. I also don't know what these – That's two years in a row that the Cowboys have lost to the 49ers. Last year was at home, so it was even worse. That's two years in a row that they've lost to the 49ers in the divisional round on some bullshit play that Kellen Moore drew up on the schoolyard and decided to call in the biggest moments. Like, one, last year you ran a quarterback draw with 12 seconds left and no timeouts, and Dak Prescott slid in the middle of the field. Uh, 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 I just – I'm you, this okay, may,
1: this may have been the worst play in football history. And what were they doing? What just, was the point? Did you see the point of that play? I don't know, but but they they must have ran this play against no live defense ever. They must have they must have said, boys, um, let's just do this with with nobody on the field. Um, we're that you gonna throw an eight yard hook to to uh t- uh uh T.Y. yeah, you the guy that we picked up off of retirement. How
0: old are you? 30, 36. Yeah, that's old enough. You're, you're good. good. Come here, go
1: the football uh, on Hail Mary position, Zeke. No, Zeke, listen to us. You're gonna snap the football. You're gonna snap the football and just stand there and wait for the pitch. That's right, you don't have to block, don't worry, they're not gonna rush anybody, they don't know what to do. So, you're just gonna stand there and be ready for the pitch. Uh, and, then, and, then, and then, and then everyone else just stand there and don't run around, just wait for the guy to catch the ball and see what happens. And in the meantime, you have Zeke get his ass wrecked on his ass, oh, yeah. Back. Yeah. And, and then you have TY Helm just get absolutely fucking demolished. Where it was a fucking stab padded pass. They, they stab padded Z, uh, Dak Prescott's passing yards on that. That's all they did. There was no reason to do that. Like, like it was like look, if it would have worked, it would have been hilarious. But the fact that it didn't was a complete embarrassment. I have Dude, never in the game of football, you don't see plays like that unless it was the arena fucking football league back in the 2000s, Jimmy. That was that yeah. as bad as a football ball as you ever could see.
0: No, and we ran, like, swinging gate formations when we played together. Yeah. There is they, there's stuff players. that works that's, like, tried and true, but that wasn't a swinging gate. I don't know what what was going on there, and it's just it's frustrating because you're – it wasn't football. Uh, you, can it wasn't. Play,
1: you can play the clown music. Play the clown music. <laughs> all, all the plays coming in. And Kellen Moore's on the mic. Be like, press out. we're going we're gonna to do a, 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 I don't know what, cowboy. Call cowboy. Cowboy play. Cowboy play. Zeke, go snap the ball. Get ready to snap the ball. And they, they're went like, the 49 like, what the fuck are you doing? They they, they were as loud as everyone else. They are like. The fuck is this? Yeah, it's, no, and, it's gonna stop me from rushing Dak Prescott first of all. And hey, B. A, Nick Bosa lined up in front of me like you put this fucking bomb in front of me. You, you 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 have Zach Martin. You have you have whatever the fuck you want. And you said, oh let's put let's put Zeke there. Fuck it, let's put Zeke there. Let's have a little fun here, huh? You know, because that because yeah. last play of the year. Let's let um, can't, can't can't hold anything back now. Hold anything back now?
0: No, and. If you've ever watched film on the 49ers defense this season, they don't get confused and stop hitting you. They get confused and are pissed off, so they hit you harder. That's exactly what they did. It's, yeah. No, the, the, Eagles, the Eagles offensive line is going to get tested. I think that the 49ers offensive line is going to be tested more than they have been recently. McGlinchy's look good, but I've always had my doubts about him on the outside. Trent Williams, obviously. It locks down the other end, so you don't even have to worry about it. But, you know, it still comes down to is the rookie quarterback going to come back down to earth? He seems like the kind of guy that might be able to just go through it and not feel the pressure. You've seen all these stupid videos that keep coming out from when he was like in college and all the TikToks and vines that he was involved in. Like, yeah, it's it's cringy. It's like he's the he's the goofy guy. He's exactly who you would have expected to play quarterback at Iowa State. He probably won homecoming king at his high school in Iowa. He's probably never been outside of the state borders before. And now he's going to suit up in Philadelphia and have the the most expletives hurled at him that he's ever experienced before in his life. It's going to be an entire cultural shock.
1: Most double birds in the world. And look, if there's one thing that Shanahan is going to make sure of, 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 of for him for this game is that he's ready. Uh, you are you you are gonna have everybody down your neck, shaming everything, and a box of cookies at you, and, and you're gonna have to deal with it. And you have to rely on the people around you, the guys like Christian McCaffrey, the guys like Debo, George Kittle, Juice Check, and company, to to make life as easy as possible on you. Because if you can't weather the storm, you may have wasted one of the most talented teams. I'll say it, one of the most talented teams offensively and defensively uh, um, we've seen in, in, in a while. So. We better figure it out, Brock.
0: Yeah, they're gonna to have to figure something figure something out. Um, is there anything else that we we want to touch on for for that game? Are we ready to? I think we've gone long enough. We can kind of move into our predictions. Oh, I got to tally. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for your help for this math because we got to tally up the points. I'm
1: pretty somewhere. sure it, I'm still up by ten because I got the Bengals wrong and you got the 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 uh, 49ers wrong.
0: Yeah, so it's ninety-five. It's ninety-five to eighty-five. Ninety-five to eighty-five. And then what? are What? How many points is? Do you good.
1: remember how many points this game was? It was fifteen per last week.
0: Yeah, it was fifteen last week. So I I I got the total for
1: it actually. It's or two weeks. fifteen
0: again this week or twenty and then twenty-five and the following.
1: Twenty and twenty-five.
0: Yeah. Twenty and twenty-five. Okay, so. <clears throat> nfc championship kicks things off so we'll go in chronological order san francisco 49ers 13 or 4 on the season philadelphia eagles 14 and 3 i'm looking right now philadelphia as it stands live on a thursday evening at 8 45 p.m Mountain standard time minus two and a half for philly and the over under is 46 this, so we'll
1: start there this is going to be an all-time game in my opinion uh, I, I look i this is this is like I said, this is, you could not, not have asked for a better NFC championship going into the playoffs. You, before the playoffs started, you told me, who, who do you want to see in, a, in a NFC championship? And I'd say these two teams. I would say, that, in my opinion, these are the two best teams in the NFC this season. And I think that, that, that both these teams have a very good chance at the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. the Eagles' domination last week – but, but I am wearing a run CMC jersey for a reason. Yes, it's a Panthers jersey. Yes, I bought it before the season started. Yes, it's outdated Like literally four months after I bought it. But I am going to be riding the San Francisco 49ers in this game. I, I, I think that Brock Purdy can handle the storm. And I think this 49ers defense is 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 ready to come after, come after Jalen Hurts and, and test this Eagles offense that no one else has done in my opinion. No one else has done in my opinion. And I think that – Depth-wise and creativity-wise, that Purdy can weather the storm and and, and figure out how to win this football game. So I'm riding 49ers here.
0: Fly, Eagles, fly. Fight on for victory. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. I'm taking Philly. Offensive line. Offensive lines win championships, and I think they have one that's good enough to do that. They are taking advantage of all of their areas of strength, Nick Sirianni is doing a good job of trying to keep themselves out of harmful situations where they can't make self-induced mistakes. They only did it two times this season that I can really think of. Um, the Cowboys game when Gardner Minshew was that quarterback and that game, uh, I can't even, oh, the commander game that they lost. The commander's game that they lost. They didn't look good in that one everything else they've been able to stay consistent they've been able to stay focused i don't have any doubt that they won't be able to remain focused and i do think they're carrying a little bit of a chip on their shoulder they're the betting favorite but it sounds like like everything that i'm hearing and you're on that side too everybody's coming back like it's a foregone conclusion san francisco should be able to win this game and beat philadelphia on the road and it sounds very similar like this was one of my it was one of my first spots on the college radio station but when minnesota went up to philly for the nfc championship and and uh, case keenum was on a magical run and had a couple miracle plays and that was the the minneapolis miracle season and he went into philadelphia in the link and just got torn to shreds
1: yeah, so yeah, i i will say i think there is a major difference between this this fortnighters team and that vikings team i think that this this fortnighters team is much much more talented outside of the maybe maybe actually i don't even say any position i think i see him as much much more talented like, it's far or leaps and bounds and one of us on the show has to be the philly hater and i'll be the one that, that constantly does it because because you you're a big rocky fan and yeah. I, and, I, and one of us has to be the hater and it's i'll in, be a,
0: it's an italian neighborhood i know you're italian too but i i, the, I don't care
1: you fuck philly around here right we yeah i know
0: we i had a sixth grade orientation night and the teachers were walking around one or not the teachers the parents of the sixth graders that are coming to our school next year are walking around one of them thought it was the french flag i have an an italian flag (laughs) hanging on my wall i was like no but it's it's not a french class it's it's social studies and then one of the other teachers goes oh are you italian i said yeah that's why i have the flag i'm italian too and then i go i have another one on the inside too so if it's Italian, I gotta rip it, and Philly's about as Philly's about as Italian as it gets. All right?
1: Nah, I'm fucking doing that. I can't. I fucking. I know. Can't. I know. I, I have to be get. that was an advocate, and you know how much I love watching the 49ers play football. I, I fucking can watch Juice Check, George Kittle, and Trent Williams block an outside run for fucking hours. I'm for Christian McCaffrey. You
0: think that I can?
1: I can. I can watch though that that dial up that 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 play constantly for hours and watch it how how they dissected it and and every single play for hours because of those those four guys
0: i do similar things with the eagles run concepts too and watching jason kelsey and those two guards like they're uh, the eagle the 49ers have trent williams and juice check and guys that block very well on the perimeter, perimeter and kittle the eagles dominate on the interior of the line and i love i was an interior lineman so that's that's where i kind of stand with things and once again how overrated how overrated were those vikings huh they were so so fucking overrated just the most overrated uh all right we're split and i don't know if we're going to be split on this game because it's one of the teams that i feel like you can never pick but if you're going for points i mean why wouldn't you pick um man, I, it's nerve wracking. And I, I'm, I'm in a weird position. I don't know. Do I mush? Because I want to get, like, if I say it, if, if I say the thing that, that I wanted to have happen, is it going to go the opposite? Um, I've been rolling it over all, all day in my head. And I don't like the fact that I mean, we have to go into Kansas city. How, what is the, what are the odds that we're going to go into Kansas city two years in a row and beat them in the AFC championship Two seasons in a row at Arrowhead. What are what are really the odds of that happening?
1: You want the Bengals. actual odds of the game because in the last forty eight hours it's changed five times. Five times. I, I have never seen a line like this in my life ever. So let me let me pull this up for you because first of all, Bengals were the betting favorite.
0: So they're, they're not I, anymore.
1: No, I no no, no i I'll, I'll I'll get. I'll tell you how we got there. The Bengals were the betting favorite opening, right? It was, a, it was a minus one and a half odds. I want to say like minus 120. Going into Kansas City, I can't remember. I don't think it's ever happened that a team has ever been the favorite walking into the Kansas City, and, into Arrowhead Stadium with Patrick Holmes on the other side and being a favorite. I don't think Buffalo was last year. I know you weren't last year. So so I don't think it's ever happened in the history of Patrick Holmes and the Chiefs. So And then on, on Wednesday morning, the line i think it was actually a two minus two start then the line went to minus one for the cincinnati bengals once they saw live footage from pat mcafee show that pastor mahomes walking without a boot so the line switched to minus one for the bengals and then all the money started flying flying in on the chiefs money line to hammer this underdog bet, and then all of a sudden we ran into Sunday morning, or, or sorry, not Sunday morning. This morning at, or on Thursday morning at, I want to say, six a.m. The line has been something that I have never seen before. Bengals, a uh, uh, um, plus or a, a plus one odds, right? And and they were the underdog, but they had a higher money line, a minus one ten. The Chiefs were a minus one, with a with a with a higher. Uh, uh, minus 104 odds. Like I said, something I've never seen before. The, th- this line has been all over. It has been absolutely crazy. I am just gonna wait until Sunday morning to bet on this fucking football game because I still don't know what I'm gonna do. But but oh, Jimmy, uh... Jimmy, can y'all just shut the fuck up? Please stop giving bulletin board material. Fuck's sake,
0: shut we got fuck. plenty. We have plenty of bulletin board material coming back our way. I know, like
1: the, but, but shut the fuck up! I told you, it's,
0: it's not the It's not Bengals fans. You know, know who it I'm is. I, I want you to call him out by name. I want you to call him out by name so that Bengals country doesn't get mad at you. Call him out we by, by Apple, name, Eli
1: Apple. Yes. shut the fuck up, please. Thank you. We shut can agree on that. You. Yeah. Just shut up. Okay. This is this is a different team you're playing. Okay. The Bills you had their number. Look. Yes, Joe Peru has his number. This is a fucking different animal. This is this is fucking facing a fucking uh, baby gorilla and a fucking silverback the next week, saying, like, "Oh, you little bitch. I'm fucking coming after you. And this is my fucking jungle. Okay. Just shut up, please." Like, 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 uh, like,
0: here's the thing I don't think it's a baby gorilla fighting a, a grown gorilla anymore. I think it's two I know, western low hands.
1: Last week, and the silverback, oh. that's me. It's like, yeah. Yo, you're the baby gorilla, and the silverback's the fucking right next hey, to you.
0: You got to take out the that's what they tell you in prison you identify the biggest target and you take them out and you take them out as violently as you can. If it doesn't work out. You're gonna be holding somebody's pocket for the entire time that you're there. But if it works out, nobody's gonna fuck with you again. And that's what I'm picturing the NFL as this. I've been reading Jack Reacher novels, so that's why I'm I'm on on the, the tangent that I'm at. But that's that's what I think I'm thinking of of this team. And I I don't like that it's that guy who's done it because I've told you multiple it times throughout the season. Yes, and he's lost us games or he's put us in bad Is situations where we had Russia?
1: to. From, you you get,
0: know, up, I, of, I get it. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't care for the dude. And he's only playing because we have too many injuries at corner that he has if, to play.
1: Still playing, he would not be on his football team. Let's play it, a it simple. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. But also we have a guy like, I want to give a shout out to Cam Taylor Britt from last week to get the game ceiling interception, but also a, a ball that he knocked out of Stefan Diggs' hands after it was there, like could have taken him. It was like a 40 yard pass. I, I don't know because we've talked about this Bengals team and they seem to get, they, they seem to get lucky. They seem to have random plays that just go their way. Like how often are you going to get a 99 yard rumble in the jungle fumble return? Like, yeah, it's lucky. But then again, you think about it and be like, well, all the playoff games that they've won in this two year stretch, their defense has forced a turnover. Their offense has done what they needed to do and been able to score when they needed to score. Keep, they stayed on the field. Was the big thing. They had 31st downs against the Buffalo Bills. They had 31 minutes of possession you time.
1: You have to do it against Kansas City. It's
0: not yeah. Well, it's got to be one in the same. I don't want to, I don't think that if it goes the way that it did last year and they get up 17, 21 points, whatever it was, if it's 21 nothing at halftime, I don't think we're getting the comeback where you hold Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs <gasps> scoreless in the second half. I think this is going to be a knockdown dragout throughout. I think it's going to be who can establish the run game first and not have to play from behind. But both these teams, I think whoever wins a coin toss, it, the coin toss is going to be important in this game because whoever wins the coin toss is going to take the ball and they're going to try and just slice their way down the field. They're going to try and get out, get it early because the sentiment is whoever has the ball last, who's ever able to put more points up on the board this game, that's who's going to walk away with it. We might see like, 35 28 finals. I think we're gonna see points in this
1: game, J- Jimmy. This, like I said, I, I'd be fucking scared shitless. All the trends say that the Chiefs are kind of come out firing. All I'm, not, no, I'm not, I'm not confident. And, and look, it is hard to beat Kansas City. In Kansas City, okay, and you have done it fucking three times. We're
0: pretty pretty proficient at it, yeah. yes.
1: you are. But at some point, it's it's very hard. We gonna do it three times, but just how start, many times if they beat the Broncos in a row? Fucking seven years going, okay. Seven years going, we haven't beat them. Joe Bur. I right? I don't know. It's, and you're and you're calling it Burrowhead. No,
0: just, uh, I'm I'm not. That's my is the guy that's doing on. it, but.
1: And your team is, and if there's look, and, and let's be honest. Last year, I think the Chiefs underestimated the Bengals. They absolutely did. I, it, that game was a two o'clock slate game, but no one gives a fuck about. It. Let's be honest, right? It was it was a blowout game, and, and then the Bengals did this, did their thing, and got them put themselves into the Super Bowl. Absolutely, and. and you need to take the underdog role for fuck's sake. Stop right. trying to be the I dude. I still
0: think we're the, if Patrick Mahomes steps on the field, we're definitely.
1: Dude. And you are, uh, you absolutely are. I'm not saying you aren't, you are the dude, but fucking take the underdog role. Cause cause, I, cause the last thing Mahomes need is to be touted as the underdog. Here's and what you, I'm
0: going to say. Here's you and I are both big WWE fans, especially back in the early 2000s. And I watched I remember sitting there watching the rise of John Cena to where he was kind of like he was the loud mouth. He was the cool baby face that was kind of like a jackass that you like to root for. And you had JBL and JBL was the champ, like the longest reigning modern day champion. And you got this guy over there with Patrick Mahomes. He got a weird Texas accent. You got a guy in Joe Burrow that's out there. He's dressed in the way that he wants. He calls himself. I mean, he's Joe Scheisty. You could get Joe Scheisty, Doctor Thugonomics. I see the parallels right there. And this
1: they is had the fucking this, Rock, though, the, Jimmy. Not fucking JBL. Okay, this is the fucking. This is rock. not the. I don't. I'm not giving him the Rock. I'm not giving I'm him. Not he's giving him, won I'm one championship. Way better than anything you want to a JBL. I'll tell you yeah, He's won. He's won one
0: championship. He's the JBL right now of the NFL. One
1: more championship than anyone else in the AFC has in the last three years. I will say
0: that last year's AFC title was John Cena's US title. And now this year I'm going for, I need to beat you. And then I need to go for my belt and I'm taking, it it was Bengals all day. I never wavered. I'm picking the Bengals. I picked the Bengals every round this playoffs. I picked them a lot throughout this, this season. This team seems different to me than they were last year. Last year, they were the spunky underdog that had to bait bait you out and, and, rope-a-dope you pretty much to be able to, to win games now i don't think they're gonna do what they did to the bills to the chiefs i don't think that i'm gonna get two stressed three sundays in a row i'm gonna be stressed as fuck like i uh, last year on championship sunday i was walking boomer and i was literally thinking about like the feeling that i would have a if they won and i had tears in my eyes because that would be incredible i'd Never witnessed that before, and B, if they lost uh, the tears that I would have in my eyes, and I ended up not having to cry that night. I cried after the Super Bowl. Thank you very much, and that's why you guys didn't get a live show after last year's Super Bowl. But I'm sticking to my guns. I got the room all decked out, I painted the wall orange. I've been a fan long enough that I gotta celebrate this and like enjoy this one time. I've written the checks that my body couldn't cash, like they've screwed me over before in the past. I almost had to miss a week of school senior year with the amount of trash that I talked. I get it. But sometimes, sometimes the loud dog gets lucky. Sometimes the loud dog gets lucky, and I hope that that's this week, but I'm picking the Bengals, and, and I can't – I'm
1: standing behind it. If you're a brand-new listener to this show, you don't know where I'm picking. If you're a listener to this show, you know where I'm fucking picking. I'm not picking those fuckers in red. I'm not, okay? I don't care how much I'm going to hype up Patrick Mahomes for the last five minutes. I'm not picking them. Fuck it. I'm picking the Bengals. You know I will. I'm not fucking doing that to you. I'm not doing it to me. If you're, look, Pat Ball said it best. There's two things you do in a playoffs if the Broncos aren't in it. One, you, or two things you do in a playoffs. One, you root for the Broncos. And two, you root for the team, whoever's fucking playing a division rival. And you don't root for those fuckers over there, especially in Kansas City. You root for them to lose. And I will be rooting for the Bengals, absolutely. No doubt about that. But I'm just telling you, Jimmy. I'm telling you, please calm the fuck down on the shit talk and take an underdog approach. And I'm not begging you. I'm
0: trying. I'm trying, but there's a lot of hype surrounding this, and. This is what I'm going to be bumping all Sunday. It's uh, for Bengals fans that are listening. It's Stripes. It's uh, by Vader Elite. He's actually a Bengals fan. It's like an independent song that they released going into last year's playoff run. I love it. So I would highly recommend it. Uh, Do we have anything else that we need to get touch on? I know that we haven't updated the other sports. It's still uh, the the NHL and the NBA are are going, but it's like the drag of their season. They're getting into the All-Star break, but...
1: It's not necessarily
0: as important as the playoffs, but is there anything uh, else that you needed to touch
1: on? A couple quick notes. One, we can out trade. I, oh, okay, I think it's massive. getting back. And, and I think Mark out, wasted his time here. Jacob McDonald was doing nothing. So I think it was a major win for the Avs. The Denver Nuggets have won uh, uh, 17 of the last 21, by the way. They were 17-3. Going into last night's game against the Bucks, where they just did not decide to play anybody, yeah, one of the best teams in basketball. Thank you very much. Cole Jokic is now the betting favorite to win MVP at minus one ten odds. Yes, that guy. That was plus two thousand or plus one thousand plus odds of of the season. Um, he he is the betting favorite now. Um, and, and and one other thing. Todd Helton is a fucking Hall of Famer. Okay, I don't need to fucking say it. Todd Helton's a Hall of Famer. We don't, we don't, we don't help. We don't give a lot of love to Rockies, but the best player in one year, thirty franchises history, should be in the Hall of Fame. Todd Helton not being a Hall of famer. It's a fucking joke. Paul the,
0: the baseball Hall of Fame's the the Hall of Fame that means the least. Just like how their trophy means the least because they treat it. The baseball writers that vote for the Hall of Fame treat it like they're voting on like major world-shattering issues and it's not that fucking important and you don't even have the best player who's ever played your sport in the hall of fame so kick the, rocks the,
1: the same guys that 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 say well course field effect right course field effect. first of all look at todd ellen's uh away numbers just as good as anyone in that era and then also take the numbers for, for singles doubles home runs and course field to put them in philadelphia put them in atlanta two of two of the pitch biggest pitcher friendly stadiums in the MLB, and he still has Hall of Fame numbers. And those same voters that say course Field no, play, okay. voted PD users says, Jimmy. We have people saying, you know what, PDs. That's okay, but course Field, nah, nah. I don't know about that atmosphere now, but jack up steroids. Let's get you in the Hall of Fame though, right? And, and, and cool. look, it's the biggest joke. It's the biggest joke. I don't understand how people put in blank ballots. I don't understand it all. It, it, it's a disgraceful sport, and it's why it's become the fourth biggest sport in the country. Plans,
0: yeah, and I do also, since we're just kind of bringing up random t- topics, uh, Colorado's doing pretty – Dion's coming in and putting in some work. Did you see their aggregate recruiting ranking right now is top 20? They're 19 in the transfer portal. They're number four. I think they're I they might uh, no they were four in in the transfer portal and they think they were top fifteen they're top fifteen in the recruiting trail but like I've seen those videos of his meetings he seems like he's bringing those are all things that I've I was talk talked to about in college like go to class sit in the front of the class no hats no no slides like come be a professional. You're going to become a human being and, and become a man. I was listening to the Joel Klatt show. He's, he's all giddy about it. Obviously he's a former CU guy, so it makes sense, but he's right. Like they're going to have a turnover of about 60 kids within the next two seasons. But it, within those next two seasons, I think next season you're expecting bowl game within the next two seasons pac twelve championship
1: is 12 is on the table. Playoff, twelve team playoff. You have your chance in two years. It, like Dion's doing everything, and he, he said he would. He said he would. He has two of the highest rated corners ever coming out of high school on his team next year. Yeah. Two of the highest rated. One guy decommitted from from the U Miami over, and and then obviously Travis Hunter, who was the number one recruit, uh, um, last year last year's class. Like like, when dec- was the
0: last time they had a four star
1: quarterback? <laughs> no, Jimmy. Oh this is
0: all good. I don't know the people who are complaining. Like, you want to fucking
1: suck. You want to lose all the time. Yeah, fuck you, all right? If you if you are enjoying every second of this and him bringing it to, look. First of all, for those people that are leaving and everything, you weren't built for this, okay? And, and you weren't built to be like that. Look, it's hard feelings, but it hurts. But when you when you're trying to get to the top, it does. You gotta have some hurt feelings, and. One one funny thing I want to say out of those meetings is all those stand up, sit down meetings, all things. It just shows that college co- college coaches cannot fucking coach the NFL. For fuck's sake, that does not fucking happen in the NFL. Well, uh,
0: just... Dion might be. Dion's got a gold jacket, so Dion might be able to have a little bit more <laughs> I mean, leeway. They're away, not
1: but... telling you sit up, sit down, sit up, sit down. They're not telling you that. I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah. No, that's. I mean, Jimmy Johnson said it when the uh, sixth rounder falls asleep in a meeting, he's cut. When Emmitt Smith falls asleep in a meeting, oh, I wake him up and I bring him a coffee because he's obviously tired and, you know, he's had a long day. <laughs> I, I think it'll be good. I'm interested. College football is going to be interesting next season, and then 2026 is going to blow the roof off even more because you're going to get the movement and all that. Uh, we'll continue to kind of do those quick updates for the other sports, but obviously
1: – One other quick update, the Make Ryan, if he's not the Broncos head coach, I'll be very, very mad. Let's just, I'll just put it out there. John Payton, I don't want, I don't want to get over draft pick for you, and, and Jim Harbaugh's out, and, and and fucking Dan Quinn's out. So right now, I am all aboard the D'Amico Ryan's or train. That's all i
0: Maybe let's do it. Let's do an off-season preview the week after the championship game, the the dead week where it's the Pro Bowl Flag Football game. Oh, that those fuckers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. let's do hey, that. Let's do an off-season preview that week so that we can make sure we talk about it all.
1: I don't know if you saw the. Um, what the Pro Bowl is all they're all doing? I, I think it's fun. I'm not students, interested. They have the flag football. They have they have a, a, a strength competition. I think it's a bench press competition. They're doing a lot of fun things, which is a lot better than the football game. I'll tell you that. Uh, I don't know. I'm
0: just I've been so turned off by the game the last two years. I don't even really I'm like convincing myself in my head that it's going to be bad, which I know is wrong of me to do. But
1: you're not you're not wrong though. <laughs> and
0: wrong. also like the pro bowl had some of the worst news of all time broke right in the middle of it. So it's kind of a, a weird stigma. It's almost like it's cursed.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, today is the three anniversary of when Kobe died. So it's like, like I said, rest in peace. It's, it's, it feels like yesterday. I think we all knew where you we were when that happened, but yeah, it's three years later still feels weird. And, and this week, th- these next couple weeks always feel weird during that time, um, during this time of the year, but yeah, no, I agree.
0: All right. I think we're good to send everybody off. Remember, we are presented by the Variety Sports Network. Please go check them out. Follow them at variety underscore sports underscore. All the stuff is down below where Nico's pointing to subscribe to the YouTube channel that you can watch live and uh, be sure to follow at FEO TV pod. You can watch the live shows. We're doing two, a live pregame, a live postgame. I did find Chiefs fans. They happen to be my girlfriend's family and they seem to. Yeah, I think I'm gonna be. In, in, I'm gonna be in a world of hurt. I I'm pretty sure uh, on that show. But be sure to tune in live before the game, and then I'll also do a post game reaction. Hopefully, it's a good one. If not, you know we're gonna crack a few beers. We're gonna get through this. It'll all be okay. Sun will sun come out tomorrow. Please shut the fuck up. That's all I'll say. Come in this weekend. Please shut the fuck up. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's good for myself, Jimmy Pilato, my co-host Nico Bryan. This has been episode 124 of the Far Under the Bench Podcast. Thank you guys very much for listening. We will see you this weekend.
1: Peace.
0: you don't stay down and you never quit. Come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench.
2: Welcome to the Pint Glass Football Podcast. This is Pint Glass Football, and I'm your host, Brad Fowler. On this show, I'm going to drink beer and give you my opinions and discuss the latest news around the NFL and college football every week, from the NFL draft all the way to the Super Bowl. Not only will you hear my takes, but I'll bring on media professionals from places like ESPN, NFL Network, CBS Sports. Pro Football Focus, Yahoo Sports, Fox Sports, and many other media outlets, in order to bring you the most informative and entertaining football podcast out there. Don't believe me? Well, PGF has over 400 ratings and reviews and is ranked inside the top 1% most popular shows in the world, according to ListenNotes.com. The podcast is available at PintGlassFootball.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, google podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts so become a member of pgf nation and hit that follow or subscribe button right now